0: As indicated by writer Ernie Tedeschi, the pandemic has been an ongoing nightmare for many people, including many parents. Based on available data, this has been especially true for mothers. Prior to and during the public health emergency, childcare duties have fallen disproportionately upon women. Accordingly, many women have been induced into giving up employment due to school closures. While schools are primarily thought of as centers of learning, they also serve a daycare function. Back in March and April, as COVID 19 was undoing the economy, most government surveys Fail to ask households directly about school closings. That means that it's difficult to know just how many parents have left the U.S. labor force because of school closures, but one can estimate such things. A simple measure involves analyzing the change in parental labor force participation since February, just before the pandemic commenced its assault on the U.S. economy. Between February and September, participation among mothers declined by 3.3 percentage points once one adjusted for normal seasonal variations. That means that there are 900,000 fewer women participating in the workforce. There are also 300,000 fewer fathers. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As indicated in a recent Bloomberg article, American dairy giant Lando Lakes is selling record amounts of butter as more Americans cook at home. The Minnesota-based cooperative expects sales of butter to reach 275 million to 300 million pounds in 2020, an increase exceeding 20% from a normal year. This surge in retail sales represents an astonishing bounce back for butter, a restaurant favorite that had experienced Plunging demand when lockdowns initially shut restaurants across America. But the pandemic has now lasted for so long that behaviors have shifted. Many people are dishing up richer meals at homes, while many others have taken up baking. All of that benefits Land lakes and other producers of butter. Things may get even better, but of course, they also might not. Demand for butter is typically strongest during the winter, but that's because butter is heavily consumed during large holiday gatherings. But those gatherings may not take place this year as many people focus on social distancing. That's not the only issue. While sales of butter have been strong, many companies that sell butter also sell other dairy products, including milk. But demand for milk has been impacted by many things, including the fact that many schools have yet to reopen. For WIPR and my producer, Luke Spicknall I'm Aniban Basu. Earlier in the crisis, households around the world responded to the pandemic and its associated impacts by sharply boosting savings. As indicated by writer James Glynn, savings rates in many nations soared during the spring as governments pumped stimulus monies into people's pockets while many opportunities to spend were shut down. That left many consumers, particularly middle-income households and the affluent, with less debt and more cash to spend as economic restrictions were eased. The result was a sharp bounce back in retail sales during the summer. In America, the personal savings rate expanded to nearly 34% in April, well above the 8% savings rate that characterized the U.S. pre-pandemic. The Japanese government handed out the equivalent of $950 to every resident earlier this year. About a quarter of surveyed Japanese residents indicated that they would save all of it. In Australia, household savings surged to nearly 20% during the second quarter, compared to less than 4% pre-crisis. In Canada, it rose to more than 28%. The willingness of households to spend that money during the months ahead will heavily shape how the global economy performs going into 2021 and beyond. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spignal, I'm Aniban Basu. One of the many impacts of COVID-19 relates to population. That seems obvious. Well over a million people have already died globally because of the virus, which continues to rage in much of the world. But that's only one side of the impact. Another is that the economic dislocation caused by the pandemic may induce fewer people to start families. This is especially true in wealthier nations. As indicated in a recent Economist magazine article, in wealthy Singapore, young people who are already reluctant to start a family prior to the pandemic are even more so during a period of global recession. The government there is striving to coax people into having children with a one-time grant equivalent to about 2,200 US dollars, but that hardly begins to offset the cost of raising a child. Similar efforts are underway in Japan, where the new prime minister recently called for health insurance to cover in vitro fertility treatment. A survey conducted by the Guttmacher Institute of American women ages 18 to 34 in families earning less than $75,000, found that a third want either to delay having children or to ultimately have fewer children because of COVID-19. The result could be even smaller families in wealthy nations. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. The next presidential election is about four years away. I'll give you a moment to celebrate. But politics never goes away, and many people these days view economic data through the lens of politics. For instance, according to economist Jed Kolko, the coronavirus-induced recession has been more severe in Democratic-leaning states than in Republican-leaning ones. Blue states, like Massachusetts and California, have been associated with steeper job losses, higher unemployment, and larger declines in job postings than Republican-red states like Utah and Missouri. While many would attribute this to differences in policymaking between Republicans and Democrats, including among governors, much of the variation in performance is attributable to the different mix of jobs in blue versus red places. The worst job losses have been registered in the nation's leisure and hospitality sector, which includes workers in hotels and restaurants. 59% of the workers in these segments live in counties that Hillary Clinton won in 2016. 63% of workers in the arts, entertainment, and recreation live in Clinton counties. By contrast, sectors less impacted by the pandemic, like utilities, construction, and manufacturing, are disproportionately located in counties that Donald Trump won in 2016. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.